Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Tokyo Daily. My name is Lockie and I will be your host this evening and no Harper. Harper's, uh, he's done a tremendous do- uh, job the last couple of days, but he's very gracefully handed me the reins for tonight. So look, hopefully I can live up to the great man's, uh, his already impressive episodes he's done the last couple of days. And first off, I'm going to start off with a review of yesterday's results, day one of the Olympic Games, which is the 24th of July. Now, I'll start off with the swimming. As as Australians, we all know that our Olympic hopes seem to uh, live and die by swimming. So that's that's where I'll start off with today's review. Now, first off, so the uh, the women uh, qualified for the uh, four times 100 meter freestyle final, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they won their heat with a time of three minutes, 31 seconds. Uh, it was a cracking time and the women are actually favorites to uh, take out the event. And it was led by 17 year old Molly O'Callaghan, Meg Harris, Maddie Wilson, and Bronte Campbell. It's going to be re- really interesting to see what happens with the team with Emma McKeon, who are uh, qualified for the semifinal of her butterfly event earlier today being available as well as Kate Campbell. Uh, in other events, so Brendan Smith, uh, set an Australian record in the men's 400 individual medley and is now qualified for the time final. Uh, he had the fastest qualifying time with our uh, four minutes 09 and was absolutely tremendous. In the men's 400 meter freestyle, Elijah Winnington, who is a favorite for the event and a great gold medal chance, uh, qualified for the time final as well as fellow Australian Jack McLaughlin, who uh, both came equal fourth with the time of three minutes 45. Matthew Wilson qualified for the semi-final in the men's 100-meter breaststroke with a time of one minute. Uh, and that is all for swimming today. Now, in other events, so Australia got a bit of a scare today in the uh, in the men's hockey against Japan. They trailed at one stage 2-3, uh, despite the fact Australia are the number one ranked team and one of the strongest in the sport. However, they ended up eventual winners 5-3 to set up a great game uh, tomorrow against fourth-ranked India. In water polo, the Stingrays, which is the women's water polo team, had a cracking win against uh, Canada, winning 8-5. And where do we begin's very own Lena Mihailovic? Absolutely uh, was awesome. And uh, both Harper and I uh, cheered her on greatly from our TV from our TVs. And I'll tell you what, speaking of TVs, I reckon I've done about a thousand steps today. That's what my uh, that's what my watch is telling me. So <laughs> a long day of watching the Olympics, but uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. What else would you want to be doing in lockdown? Now back to the results. Now, Australia trounced Japan in the other doubles with uh, Ash Barty uh, and Storm Sanders uh, cleaning up in 50 minutes in an awesome performance. And hopefully uh, the tennis can be another strong sport for Australia with Ash leading the way. Now, no Kyrgios, no Tomic, no problems for John Millman, who won his first match in the men's singles. Uh, in women's badminton, Australia unfortunately lost to Indonesia today. Uh, in the softball, Australia's mixed start continues, losing 1-7 to Canada. Hopefully they, the girls can pull it back and start winning a few more matches. In the uh, rowing, in particular the, uh, the men's pair event, Sam Hardy and Joshua Hicks have put in a dominant performance, winning their heat and going further. And again, it's going to be a great uh, medal chance for Australia. Now, the current medal tally has China out on top with two golds, however, with many finals tomorrow, which we'll be getting to in the following preview of day two results. I'm sure Australia will finish off the day, hopefully, with a gold medal or two. Now, Harper's got a cracking interview to get to, so I won't deprive the listeners of our Harper, Harper too, for too much longer. Thank you.
Hey, Haley, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming on. I reckon we'll just get straight into it. So a couple of big names have pulled out for both the Opals and the Broomers from an Australian side of things. Can you talk to us a bit about that, please? Yeah, obviously it's not great to have neither Simmons or Cambridge out there for the for the Broomers or Opals, but they're obviously great players and they would have made a huge difference to both teams. But you've got to move on sort of pretty quickly from those players and having... With Simmons, it's a bit different. He's never sort of been there for Australia. You're not used to seeing him out there and the players even aren't sort of used to playing with him. So he's not so much of a loss in terms of how the team plays. But when you look at Cambridge, she's sort of been the engine room in the centre, sort of focal point of the Opals for, for quite a few years now. So she's going to be a massive loss. But I just love what both teams have done in the warm-up games and, and they look both ready to go without those two stars. So it'll be great to see how they go. Mm, yeah, it's been awesome. Who do you reckon, just from the women's side of things, who do you reckon could step up in Liz Cambridge's um, place? Yeah, Ezzy Magbagor Magba, oh, is an absolute star and she's still only 21 years old and, and she's just so good and, and I feel like she's primed for a massive Olympics and, and she's sort of been touted as the, the next great Opal and, and she's certainly showed signs of being able to do that. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing her out there. Yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, ho- hopefully they do well. I know the Opals, they got like five medals in a row between 96 and 2012, but never that gold, never that elusive gold. So hopefully they can go all the way this time. How do you reckon their chances, what do you reckon their chances are like for meddling or even getting a gold in Tokyo? Yeah, when, when you sort of had Cambridge in there, you were sort of hopeful for a gold, but I think sort of expectations do have to change slightly without her in there. So I think they're still very capable of a, of a medal and I'll certainly be hoping they are. But you look at the the USA team and they're just loaded with not just superstars but legends of the game and they're definitely going to be very hard to beat. So uh, the, the group they're in, they've got some tough opponents in there as well. So if they can get through the group stage pretty well, they'll have a lot of momentum. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see just that group stage to get started. Yeah, we'll talk about that group in just a sec, but just for the people that haven't heard about it, what was uh, Cambridge's reasoning for pulling out uh, just prior to the Games? Yeah, so a week out, she uh, pulled out because of mental health issues, so we obviously wish her the best and hope she can get on top of that because she has talked about that in the past as as really being an issue for her. So hopefully she can get the help she needs and be back out in the green and gold when she can. Mm, yeah, fingers crossed. And oh, I'm not a basketball guy, really, but she's an absolute superstar. I know that. Um, but now I promised we'll talk about the group. Australia's ranked second in the world and all the teams in the group are ranked below them. Obviously, it's hard not to be being second in the world for the Aussies. So can you tell us a bit about uh, their chances and who are the teams they're going to be facing? Yeah, so in their group, they've got Belgium and China are the two major sort of threats to them. And they'll both be big games, their first two games, so straight into it for the Opals. They don't have any warm-up, straight into it. And, yeah, the Belgium, they've got some great players out there, as do China, and then they've got Puerto Rico in their group as well. But if they can get, as I said earlier, if they can get through those three games um, unscathed, they'll be really primed for, for going into the finals, I think. Yeah, yeah, hopefully well, we see them get through. I think they need to finish top two and then a couple of the third-place teams get through to the next round as well. So uh, probably more likely than not we'll see them progress. It's all a matter of what happens from there. But in terms, just quickly, uh, one more thing on the women's side of things, teams outside the group, uh, I know the US is a big powerhouse, big force, but some other teams that could be challenging Australia for medals? 
Yeah, for sure. So yeah, obviously USA as as always, but then uh, Serbia, they just won the Eurobasket and they're going to come in with lots of confidence and they've played a lot together, which is key when you're coming into an Olympics. They've they've played together and, and they're going to be huge, huge threat really. And then you've got Spain as well. So there's going to be some great teams and Canada, to be honest. So yeah, they're, and yeah, that's going to be, I think it's going to be an exciting tournament on the women's side of things just because these I haven't played together for lots of teams haven't played together as one because of COVID and there's going to be some upsets, I think, but hopefully the Opals aren't on that side of things. Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, I'll put you on the spot a bit here. Last thing on the women, I want a prediction for the gold medal and a prediction for how far the Opals are going to go. Uh, Look, I sadly have to go Team USA for the gold. I think the Opals will be right there, either in the gold medal match, going to gold, or the bronze match. So I think a medal is absolutely a good chance for the Opals. And when do the Opals get started? Uh, they start on Tuesday night, I believe, uh, against uh, Belgium, which will be a massive game. Mm, yeah, so keep an eye out on that one, of course, uh, across all Channel 7's platforms, of course. But now, onto the men. Uh, of course, Ben Simmons pulling out, as we mentioned earlier. Who do you reckon can step up in his place? Uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, Matisse Thibault will be, he's been awesome in uh, first time representing Australia, and he's come into the squad and looks really comfortable already in those couple of warm up games. And his defense is going to be such a key when you're looking at. The teams that have so much offensive power out there, so he's going to be great. And and in the point guards uh, side of things, where uh, Simmons does play, you got Daly, so he'll be giving it all he can. And Sobey's a great point guard as well, so hopefully they can come in along with Epson as well, and and sort of make up for what Simmons. Not you're not going to be Simmons, but if you can help make up for that, it's it's all you can ask for, really. Yeah, yeah, very very exciting times uh, for Australian basketball as a whole, really. And- for the Boomers, as a bit of an outsider, I don't reckon I've ever kind of heard as much excitement around the team, having never medalled, of course. Is it true? Do you reckon this is their biggest chance yet? Absolutely. I think they've come so close in in World Cups and Olympics in recent years. And I think the most important thing with this team is they've been together now for so many years. They know each other so well. They like each other, which is key. And and I just think they are ready for a massive Olympics. And when you've got Paddy Mills, who turns into a completely different player when he when he pulls on the green and gold, I think yeah, anything's uh, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, anything can happen indeed. But uh, the Boomers are almost as high as the Opals in the world. They're third, and the teams in their group, Germany, 17th, Italy in 10th, and Nigeria, 22nd in the world. So can you tell, us, tell me a bit about those teams? Oh, yeah, so Nigeria, they may be ranked sort of lower, but they're coming in. They, they're going to be a huge threat. That first game against Nigeria will, will tell a lot about both teams and, and it's going to be a massive one. We obviously beat uh, Nigeria in a warm-up the other week uh, in Las Vegas, but they did. Nigeria did also beat Team USA over there. So they're going to have plenty of confidence there and, yeah, they're going to come in firing. So that's the, that's the sort of uh, team to watch here in the Boomers group. Mm. And what about Italy and Germany? Do you reckon they pose much of a threat uh, to Australia getting through to the next round? Yeah, they both uh, both have some NBA players in their squads, so they're definitely going to be a, a challenge to beat. Any any team really is a challenge, so it's anyone's game. But, yeah, they, they're obviously not quite up there with Australia in terms of NBA players and star power, but they can definitely definitely turn it on. 
Yeah, whatever sport it is, really, it's this kind of tournament competition thing. One uh, bad mistake in a game or, yeah, one bad game, one-off game for the team can just destroy your chances. And you mentioned the first game against Nigeria. When's that? Oh, yeah, so tonight, uh, yeah, so 6.20, I believe it is. Yeah, it's going to be a massive one. So get behind the boomers. Yeah, yeah, get behind the boomers, exactly. I'll be tuning with great interest. And other teams, obviously, again, Team USA, the favourites for the gold medal, I reckon. That's what I've heard. Any other teams that are going to be uh, in and about there, uh, in and around there? Yeah, so obviously, yeah, you do have um, Team USA. They've just unbelievable team. But, yeah, they've got to put it all together, which I think they will. But, yeah, they're, they're going to be obviously the, the gold medal favourite. And then then there's probably us and you've got um, sort of Spain and Serbia. They're always around there as well. And, and then you've got Luka Doncic of Slovenia who he's just – he can do what he wants out there basically and he could carry a team to a, to a medal basically. So he's always a threat. And, yeah, there's, there's just so many good teams out there in the men's side of things that they all, they all pose a threat. And time to put you on the spot again. Prediction, gold medal and how are the boomers going to go? Look, I, I would once again love to say Australia for gold, but I just think Team USA, they just have they just have too much. They're, they're just a team that any player there can go for 30 points a game, basically, and turn a game on its head by themselves. So I'd like to say Australia for silver. I absolutely believe they can, they can get a medal. And, and if they're in the gold medal match against America, quite frankly, I, I'd, I'd be pretty confident they can... They'd be able to be right with them all the way, basically. So I, I would love to see that like a gold medal matchup against Team USA it would just be just be massive for Australian basketball. But we've got a fair bit to get through to get to that. <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, just one more on Team USA. Uh, they're kind of known as lots of teams are for kind of big players pulling out uh, for whatever reason before the tournament. So what's their kind of squad? What's their roster looking like uh, building up to the tournament? Yeah, they, oh, they've got an incredible squad. They Obviously, some players aren't there. LeBron, Steph Curry's not there, but you've got Kevin Durant, who is, in my eyes, probably the best player in the world. And then, uh, yeah, you've got Dame Lillard. You've just got stars everywhere that, yeah, it's, they're just an unbelievable. And they've got three players that just were in the NBA finals that have just flown over. So Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton and Devin Booker, who weren't there for the warm-up games, they'll come in and they're just going to add another layer of, of star power to the team USA. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're intimidating prospect for anyone to face, I reckon. But just before we go, uh, where can the listeners and the viewers find your work, Hayley? Ah, uh, yeah, so um, Pick and Roll, right for them. We cover all of Australian basketball all around the world and we just love Australian hoops. And, and on Twitter, I'm at wilds underscore Hayley. So, yeah, get involved. Mm, yeah, give Haley a follow. Uh, I bet she'd appreciate that a lot, and I appreciate you coming on the show a lot. So thanks very much. Look forward to speaking to you more throughout the games. No worries. Thanks for having me. That was a cracking interview half. You know, I learned a lot about the basketball, and that has me even more keen for Australia's games uh, later on in the tournament. So now we'll do a preview of the events for tomorrow, the 25th of July, 2021, for the second day of the games. The first we'll go through are the where do we begin guests. So we have Rachel Lynch, who is one of my personal favourites, I must admit. Uh, she, she'll she be playing tomorrow in the uh, Australia v Spain 11am pool v match. I really hope that the girls can get off to a cracking start.
And then, of course, we also have Stacey Heimer, who unfortunately I didn't have the great pleasure of interviewing. Uh, she'll be um, performing tomorrow in the round of 16s at approximately 2.44 p.m. Very exact times for the Olympics, which I absolutely love. Now let's get on to the other events that Australians will be in tomorrow. So first up, we got the surfing for the round one. And so we have Steph Gilmore on the women's shortboard at 12.40 and also Sally Fitzgibbon at uh, 12 o'clock. That's PM. And by the way, all these times, Australian Eastern Standard Times, I probably should have started off with that, but that's what you get when you don't have the uh, harps. He, he's very much the, uh, he, he's the professional one. If you want the facts, you go to old harps. But those two, both Steph and Sally, are great gold medal chances for Australia. So I'm, I'll definitely be tuning into those ones. In the skateboarding, we actually have the men's street event, which is the first time that the event has ever run. And I'm just super pumped about that. Um, Australia's got Shane O'Neill. He's in heat four at 11.58 tomorrow. And it's a really interesting event because the final's also on the same day. And hopefully Shane can uh, bring home gold for the uh, Australia. And it's going to be, I'm super interested to see how this event goes with it being the first time it's at the Games as surfing is. Now, in the tennis, Ash, great victory today. Um, Ola Ash, the, uh, the Australia's treasure, if you will. Um, she'll be playing at 12 tomorrow against Sarah Tormo. And I hope I got that pronunciation correct, but as we know, uh, that's not my strong suit. And, yeah, Ash will be done just in time for the Tigers game at three. So she's playing that well, Ash. She's a massive Tigers fan. In the basketball, now, this is probably the event that I'm looking most forward to. Uh, Australia's playing against uh, Nigeria at 6.20. And, you know, it's going to be super exciting to see Paddy and Dante Exum and Dally, just so much NBA talent in that uh, in that lineup. And so, yeah, so this is probably the event that I'm looking forward most to. Uh, I, I'm sure Harps has already covered it off really well in his last interview. So, yeah, so I won't add too much more. We also have so the beach volleyballs on tomorrow, and Australia is playing at one pm. So that'll also be that'll be also be awesome. You know, Australia's had great success in the past. With uh, so hopefully that can continue in these games. And then here, here's the big one. So for the men's hockey, uh, Australia, which is currently ranked first, is coming up against fourth placed India. And they're playing at seven thirty tomorrow, and obviously Australia had a bit of a scare today against Japan, so they're going to. They're going to want to be in better form, but, you know, they're such a great gold medal chance. So, again, this is going to be a much-watch game. And now in the men's water polo, they're also playing at 4.30 tomorrow. They're playing against uh, Montenegro. I don't think I pronounced that right, but you know what? (laughs) We're not all perfect. So, and they're actually coming off great form, uh, Montenegro. So they won the World Super League final in July against USA. So Australia's got a really tough start for water polo, but um, hopefully, hopefully they can pull through and that, get some early wins on the board, which will be crucial for the event because we're a really solid medal chance. Now, finally, we have the swimming. So first, we got the four, men's 400-meter freestyle final. And famously, Mac Horton, who was the last gold medal, didn't actually qualify for the Australian team. But luckily, we got Elijah Winnington and Jack McLaughlin. And they both got the same time in the heats, uh, which was done last night. And uh, Elijah's actually a favorite for this event. So tune in as we're a really solid gold medal chance. Now, we also have the men's 400-meter individual medley final with um, Brendan Smith will be competing in that. That's at 11.30 tomorrow, so just before the the freestyle final 
He actually had the fastest qualifying time with a time of four minutes 09, which is also an Australian record. And it's huge for the uh, the Olympic debutant. I think he's 21 years old. So hopefully, Brendan, with that strong heat showing, can uh, bring home gold, which will be absolutely awesome. And particularly with the uh, the favourite, uh, Japan's own Seto Dyer, he failed to qualify in the final despite being a favourite for the event. So it's going to be a really open field and it's one that I'm super keen on. We'll also have the women's uh, four times 100 freestyle final tomorrow. So hopefully our women's team, they can compete well and bring home. They're one of the medal favorites for that and another one that I'm super pumped for. Finally, we also have Jess Fox in the canoe slalom. She's one of our best gold medal chances. She's got a really solid in, uh, chance in two events. Tomorrow, she's competing in the K1. You can catch her first run at uh, 250 and her second run will be at 458. So make sure you tune into that because Jess is such great pregame height. And I know Lucien couldn't speak more highly on her. Lucien Delfour is competing in the men's K1. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see how Jess goes and I'm sure you are all too. And of course... We have Australia v Spain in the soccer. Who knew that this would be such a cracking match a couple of days ago? But with Australia coming off that 2-0 win against Argentina, they're in great form. And I think they're just the whole country's riding the hopes. You know, I'm not going to give you much analysis on that as I'm not a soccer expert. But again, this is going to be such a uh, massive challenge for the Australians. But given their current form, I think they're well and truly up for it. So that's all. So those are the uh, the events that I've picked out that my eye spied on with Australians competing tomorrow that I think are worth a watch. Now, finally, we, of course, have our question of the week, which uh, Harpsy Boy, he's picked a good one this week. It's the most, your favorite obscure Olympic sport. Now, there's many obscure ones and mine, I've gone with the, uh, the three times three basketball. Now, no, don't judge me. I'm not just a basic person who likes basketball, but for me, the fact that um, my lunchtime basketball games is now an Olympic sport just makes me wish that I tried harder in those times that uh, when I was in year 10 at year 10, because who knows, I could have been an Olympian. That's all. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I hope I, hope I didn't sum it up for you half, so I try my best. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow with another cracking daily episode from Where Do We Begin? My name's Lockie. See ya.